You're listening to Queer Travel Chat by Too Bad Tourists. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Queer Travel Chat. I am one of your hosts, uh, Austin, and joined with me in the hotel room in Milan is David. Hi, everyone. We are recording live from Milan. Yes, so we are on episode two of season two, and we're really excited to share with you some uh, insights, some tidbits, uh, some tips, some advice from Milan, because we have just spent uh, the past five days here at the IGLTA convention, and that is the International LGBTQ Plus Travel Association. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about uh, IGLTA as I... um, work for them and do the marketing. Uh, so we are in Milan for the, the global convention. They do it once a year. Yeah. And this is my only my second time coming to the convention. You go every year and um, it has been fantastic to meet everyone, all the other people working in the travel industry. It's been a lot of fun. It's been exhausting. We've been going nonstop. Yes. Yeah. So it's all been kind <laughs> it's of been... like uh, work and business, meeting other tourism contacts, people that we can potentially do new group trips with and um, work with just on a, um, you know, with our blog and podcast and things like that. So it's been a really great experience. Yeah, and it's also been catching up with old friends as yes, well. Yes, it is. We yeah. know a lot of these people, we've known them for years. So it's And lots been of fun um, evening events at different yeah, venues. Yeah, getting so, to do it in yeah. Milan is, is fantastic. This is my first time here, so I was really excited to come. Um, but this is your second time? This is my second time. So I was actually here in uh, the end of February 2020, which of course was like, maybe a week or two before Italy literally locked down. So I was here preparing for this Milan convention, was, which was supposed to be May 2020. That's um, insane. Yes. It's crazy that it's finally happening yeah, over so two years two, later. Two and a half years later, we finally are in Milan for this event, which is, which is great. Um, next year, it's actually going to be in San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, around the same time in, in end of September. Well, we're lucky that we finally got to come, that the convention finally happened, and we got to explore a little bit of the city, so we'll be discussing kind of our impressions of the city and some things, some suggestions that we have uh, for people who want to come visit. Yeah, and we actually got a few suggestions from a friend of ours, uh, Greg, who lives in Milan, who's been here for about three and a half years. And he was actually on our gay group trip to Barcelona. So we just met him this year. Yeah, and he's an American living in Milan. Yeah, he's a retired doctor, actually, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has some really um, interesting insights, some things that he shared with us, just some random tidbits. So uh, we learned when we went to have drinks with him <laughs> the other night. So uh, one rule in Italian culture is you always pour someone's drink before uh, yours, um, which I suppose that's kind of a, a nice, respectful thing. But but it's quite... Um, it's a general imp- respectful thing for anyone to do, but I think the point was it was... More important exactly. in Italy than, than I think that's places. what he was saying, as we were pouring yeah. our waters first. <laughs> and then the other thing is apparently you're supposed to call people and notify them when you get home. Or like, send them a message or yeah, something. Yeah, after like a late night out because... We met him and the next morning he was like messaging us, are you okay? Did you get home? And he says it's very Italian to, to do that, to message someone yeah. or notify them that you got home. And then another thing that Italians do when they greet each other um, are air kisses. So like moving left cheek to right cheek. And we do kind of the same thing in Spain. Yeah, but I think the differences that Greg was saying was that in Spain we actually kiss the cheek. But in Italy, in, it's, it's, or at least in Milan, I don't know, it's different around the country, but... In Milan, it's, it's air kisses, so okay. not so much actually making that contact. Right, right. Okay. And, and we learned some, um, I don't want to say we learned a lot of Italian, but we, we learned some phrases and words. Um, so first being cento por cento, which is 100%, right? Yeah. Um, that came in handy, and I can't really remember why. Uh, I think it was just like 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
And then uh, also another one that he always is saying is, Pero que que no. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why <laughs> this not? one we learned from him in Barcelona. We and then, and then the other one he says very often is, Babene, which means like, it literally translates to like, it goes well, but it just means it's good. Everything's going, everything's good. It's good. Babene. Yeah. So we were really excited to meet up with Greg um, here in Milan. It was great to catch up with a, an old friend and he gave us some tips around the city as well. So thanks yeah. so much, Greg, for helping us out with that. And it was great to see you. Um, okay. So uh, let's kind of talk a little bit um, about the city. I'll give you a little tidbit. So okay. um, if you're not really familiar with Italy, it might be surprising to know that this is um, actually the country's second largest city after Rome although it doesn't get as much attention as all the other destinations. Um, uh, this is the country's historical capital. And although Rome may be a little bit bigger and draws more tourists, it's Milan that stands out with the largest and most visible gay scene. So if you're going to be looking for a night out on the town and you want to go to all the, you know, a good yeah. gay scene, this is where Rome it's is definitely not the place for that, as Rome is like much more conservative and has more of a, um, I don't want to say hidden gay scene, but it's just not out as out and open. Um, and progressive yeah so if you're looking for that this is definitely you know if you want to see the gay scene in italy this is where this, is, this, this is the number is, one yeah, spot number one, so number one. um although you know people like to go see visit other places for the history if you're looking for that ambiance yeah. this is where it's at yeah i would say milan is is more of kind of a it's like the fashion capital right it's popular for business and things like that i mean there certainly are things to see in milan but maybe not as many Touristic town or Florence or Venice, for example. So on that note, what is your kind of impression of the city? Because I definitely feel like it, and Greg might said that it's underrated, and I totally agree with him that it's, I think, underrated. I keep my expectations really low because people, I mean, they don't speak badly of Milan, but I don't think they speak very highly because Italy has so many amazing destinations that my right. expectations were really low. Well, and like the three cities I just said, Rome, Venice, and Florence are like among the mm -hmm. top most, you know, amazing destinations mm -hmm. in all of Europe to visit. So Milan is a little bit like dialed like, it down yeah, a couple it's like levels. lower on the list. Yeah, like there are some amazing sites, like when you go to the Duomo, which is the main cathedral, which like apparently took 600 years to construct, and like that whole plaza around there is, is gorgeous. Um, and we were in the castle for mm -hmm. one of the um, networking events. So there, there certainly are things to do. Um, There's lots to do. And honestly, I was pleasantly surprised. And I think that it doesn't get the credit that it deserves. I think it's a great city. There's a lot to do. Um, I really was I feel like we barely scratched the surface. Yeah. I want to come back. Well, and what we kind of, I think, came to the conclusion of is like, it's a great for, it's a great destination for like, uh, like a weekend stop or a couple nights. Yeah. Right? You don't need to spend five days here if, if your plan is really just to do touristic things. Yeah. Right. It, it might a be a long like weekend would be nice. A, a nice think. weekend yeah. in between other destinations um, that you want to visit in Italy. And particularly if you want to experience nightlife, come here on the weekend and then do the other destinations. Oh, yeah. So Italy is much like Spain in the sense that Spain, in my opinion, I'm sure you agree, you could go, the whole country is just about as worth seeing. Yeah. You know, it's got so many um, destinations and the more you learn about it, you want the more you want to see. And Italy is definitely that way. Yeah, yeah, that you sure. could go see the whole country. Oh so uh, Milan is definitely part of that should be um, maybe a little higher on the list, I think, than than it usually is. It gives me kind of very much New York meets Madrid sort of vibes. Yeah. 
So uh, I really like it. It's definitely up our alley because we like big cities. And definitely. this is definitely, um, you know, gives the big city vibe. So All right. All right. Uh, it's a win for us. Well, before we get into the, the details and give you some tips uh, about our trip, we want to share a word from our sponsors, which as usual, no one has paid us to sponsor our podcast. So we are our own sponsor. <laughs> and we are going to tell you a little bit about a brand new trip that we're offering, not coincidentally or coincidentally to Italy. So as some of you might know, if you've been listening to the podcast, we host uh, or we promote and, and host gay sailing trips uh, each summer. So we've been doing Italy and excuse me, we've been doing Croatia and Greece since 2018. And this year in 2023, for the first year, we are going to be offering a seven day sailing trip in Italy on the well, visiting the Aeolian Islands, which are north of Sicily. Mm -hmm. So that is a new trip. It is from July 8th through 15th, so definitely visit our website to check it out. We're also going to have a four-day post-tour group trip to Malta, mm -hmm. which if you don't know where Malta is, it's just south of Sicily, so it's, it's quite close, um, and it's kind of a, a great add-on to, to the trip. And Malta is, oh my god, it's stunning. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah, we've been to Sicily, and we've been to Malta, and they are both amazing destinations, yeah. and we've done these sailing trips with Pride Sailing Holidays many times, and so the company's fantastic. Um, so we can't recommend this one enough. Definitely. So check out our website, tobedtourist.com to learn more about that. If you like the show, please subscribe to it on Colin, uh, Spotify, or Google Podcasts and give the episode a like with the heart icon. Once it's published, you can follow us on social media. We are always at Tourist. And please feel free to leave us a comment or send us a direct message about what you want to hear more of on the podcast because we are always um, looking for more ideas. Yes, we are. So let's dive into a little bit of the history of Milan and then also um, some interesting facts I think uh, that would be fun to share. I did some Googling. Let's do so it. Let's see what, what we learned from, from Google. I'm going to butcher the names of these. Uh, forgive us. We, yeah, we, we don't speak Italian. <laughs> uh, for the whole episode, please forgive our yeah. butchering of the pronunciation. We're going to give it our best effort. We did do a little <laughs> bit of research how to Google, like, pronounce some of these, but uh, it will be... A little bit of a challenge. But anyway, so um, the Celts were the first to settle in the area around 600 BC. So this is uh, a very old city. Uh, they named the settlement Med Medalanen. Med How would you say that? Medalanen. Medhalanin. Medhalanin. I can't right, pronounce it. So meaning sanctuary. Uh, and then in 220, so and then in 222 BC, the Romans conquered the Celts and renamed the city Mediolanum which would be like Milan, and it's kind of a Latinized version of the original name. And so uh, Milan's name was known as Mediolanum by the Romans, and that means central place. Okay, so a little bit, uh, a few more interesting facts of modern-day Milan. So Milan is the Italian city with the most skyscrapers. Um, so we talked about it being a business city, so that kind of makes sense. There's a lot of um, business, and particularly international business, happening here. And in 2020, um, there were actually, as of 2020, there are 25 skyscrapers in the city. So um, it's definitely uh, within Europe, probably, you know, one of the, the top with um, that type of architecture. The, the Torre uh, Unicredit and the Alliance Tower of Milan are the two highest buildings in all of Italy. And that Unicredit uh, Tower is actually the tallest build. Well, it is the tallest in Italy and the eighth tallest in the European Union. 
Yeah, I think when people think of Milan, it's um, the people imagine skyscrapers, right? I think it's kind of known for that. Um, But something I didn't know, and maybe it's a little less known, is that the tram network in Milan is one of the most developed in the world. That was news Mm. to me. So while they have a really good metro system, it only has uh, four lines. So trams being the above ground ones, right? Exactly. So the uh, the metro underground only has four lines, but the tram above ground has 17 lines. So it's one of the biggest tram networks in the world. Um, along with Riga and uh, St. Petersburg. So it's, um, and we saw that around the Duomo as well, yeah, all the yeah. tram uh, networks. So, oh, that reminds me, I need to get a photo of the tram today. Oh, yes, we'll go <laughs> get one right, uh, right before lunch. Okay, so another interesting tidbit. Um, so, of course, we all know, or at least many of know, uh, like the Mona Lisa, for example, is in the Louvre Museum in, in Paris. But do you know where the Last Supper is? And of course, it's going to be in Milan because that's the topic of our episode. So it's true. So The Last Supper, which of course is by Leonardo da Vinci, is in the church of Santa Maria della Grazia here in Milan. Yeah, we didn't have time to go see it, but we that is not. definitely uh, worth a visit. Right. That's, that's a really surprising one. I think most and people we did that. have time to go visit the last uh, sculpture of Michelangelo, but we didn't actually yeah, do it. that's true. That was, it was in the... inside the castle at yeah. one of our networking events, and we just had too much wine and ate. And didn't well, it was an open bar, tour. so that's not our fault. That's the open bar's fault. Apparently, it's like not finished. He started it, but never finished it. So some of our friends saw it, and they showed us pictures. So that was enough for us. Milan also has the largest Chinese community in Italy, and the Chinatown district in Milan is definitely worth a visit. And they have, and the city has twenty percent of sorry. And 20% of the population of Milan is actually made up of foreign residents. So also some interesting facts. Milan is the wealthiest city in Italy. So this region, uh, Milan is the capital of the region called uh, Lombardy um, in northern Italy. And so it's not only the the wealthiest region, but also the most expensive in Italy. Oh, here we go. In fact, the Porta Duovo district in Milan is the richest. No, 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 the Porta Nuovo district. Oh, my goodness. The Porta Nuova district of Milan is the richest district in Europe. Uh, with a GDP of 400 billion euros. So um, in the city center, you'll also find one of Europe's most expensive streets, which is Via Monte Napoleon, and the National Stock Exchange, Borsa Italiana. So in terms of rent, Milan is ranked as the eighth most expensive city in Europe. And our last interesting fact is, and our last interesting fact is that there are canals in Milan, and the canals were designed by Leonardo da Vinci, uh, da Vinci was commissioned to build a network of canals connecting Milan to Como, Lake Como. Uh, they were meant for transporting. They were meant for transporting the marble for the construction of the Duomo Cathedral, which took six hundred years, apparently. Yes. Wow. All right. So uh, let's get into a little bit of Milan itself. Some general tips, and of course, if you visit our website, we have a gay travel guide to Milan. So check that out, and you can find more uh, the details of things we're going to cover in this. Yes, episode. and because we're here, we have just recently updated it, so it is good to go. Right. So of course, Milan is perhaps known as the fashion capital in a place uh, hosting multiple fashion uh, weeks each year. Um, so of course, shopping for famous Italian brands. There's lots of history, art, culinary. There's actually a lot of um, uh, a lot of outlet stores uh, as well where you can go buy like the very famous brands of last season and get really um, good deals as well. So of course, the most iconic uh, monument and historic building of Milan, without a doubt, is the Duomo, which is a 14th century cathedral. And 15th it's century. Uh, excuse me, 15th century cathedral. So that's right in the center. Um, 
in the Piazza Duomo, is it called? Or some Piazza, which the is Piazza right in the center. Piazza del Duomo. Okay, yeah. So, um, and of course, uh, one of the things that our friend Greg mentioned, which we haven't done, is if you get a chance to enter the Duomo, um, there are, there's basically like a an upstairs, um, you can climb the stairs to mm -hmm. the top and, and sort of see the, the, the top of the Duomo. So he really uh, recommended that and suggests. Also, before day turns to night, you might want to also visit the Scala Opera House or the Museo del Novecento, a contemporary <laughs> art museum worth, uh, worthy of an afternoon visit. Okay, if you want to check out Milan's gay scene, and certainly you do if you're listening to this podcast, uh, that's called Porta Venezia. That's the LGBT neighborhood of the city. And that's also the name of the main metro station to get to that neighborhood. So it's going to be, you'll notice it because it's decorated by uh, rainbow yeah. uh, uh, rainbow flag colors uh, when you get to the station, much like Chueca in Madrid. So if you want to do the shopping in that area, the main LGBT shopping street is Corso Buenos Aires, which is located in the same neighborhood of Puerto Venezia. Right. So if you check out our guide on our website, you'll see we recommend a few different hotels. So I'll just mention them briefly. The Emmy Milan, uh, uh, the NH, uh, the N How Milan, Uptown Palace, uh, potentially Hotel Manin. Um, but the one I want to point out is the B&B Too Cute, To Be Straight is called, which is an elegant B&B, um, which is uh, obviously catered to the LGBT community. So then there are a few other um, budget options, Ostello Bayo. Uh, and, um, of course, if you're looking for, a, uh, an LGBT host, you can always check out something like Mr. B&B to, to potentially uh, find a local who has uh, an apartment or home in the city. For sightseeing, I think the number one thing to do is take the Metro and get off at the Metro stop Duomo. And you'll see two of the most important, um, sites of the city. So of course we've already mentioned the Duomo di Milano, which is Milan's a cathedral that was uh, constructed over six centuries, and it is massive. Mm -hmm. um, it is—I um, forget if it's the largest in Italy. I, I think it's I think the it was largest. the second largest after St. Peter's, but that's Basilica, but that's technically in the Vatican. Exactly. So but... we can call it the largest cathedral of Italy. Yeah. Um, considering that sure. the Vatican the, is a city state. Yeah. Right. 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 You know, technicalities, but yeah. they, that, those things matter when you're promoting. And I, <laughs> your, and I really just want sites. to point out the Duomo is one of those structures that every single time you see it, you're just impressed. Your jaw drops. It doesn't matter how many times you see it. It's so overwhelming and impressive. Yeah, it's incredible. It, it, it is. It's uh, mind blowing, yeah, really, the way it, really it just is. takes up the, the Piazza del uh, Duomo as yeah. well. And then right across the plaza from there is the Galleria Vittorio Emanuele II. So this is Italy's oldest shopping mall. And it's one of the most famous landmarks of Milan. It's right next to the Duomo. And it's a four-story building named after the first king of the kingdom of Italy. So uh, when you go in there, in the kind of in this underneath the main dome there, mm -hmm. there's um, a good luck thing where you can... It's like a on the ground. There's a bowl, right? Yeah, uh, the, in like stone a, painted. It, in stone. Yeah, exactly. And and I I don't remember why, but it, you you apparently want to like put your heel. You put on, your right heel, your right heel on, the on the testicles of the bull and like spin around. You spin around four times, four I think, times. and then you get good luck. Okay. So we went and did that. I don't know the story behind it, but if you go there, you'll see people spinning around on bull testicles, yeah. and that's why because it's a tradition to go to that. So something to link you to go check out. There's also the Leonardo da Vinci Museum, so you can see uh, digital restorations and 3D reconstructions of his inventions, which are recreated using manuscripts from his studies in technology, science, and engineering. And there's the Parco Sempione, 
I'm guessing that's how you say that. Yeah. Uh, this is a large park, which is located in the historic center of Milan. And it was constructed in 1888 and has lots of attractions, which include uh, an aquarium, a sports stadium, and Napoleonic arch and a medieval castle. Yes. Yeah, so we also mentioned the Last Supper, which is in the, the church Santa Maria della Grazia. So definitely check that out. And you would actually be surprised to find out, but there's something here called the Starbucks experience. You might think the, that the Italians would be a little bit like anti-Starbucks because they have such a big coffee culture. But I think I think that they not. I mean, they were. They, gen- they are. Yeah, generally, they generally but. would be. But what Starbucks actually did is is they have these things called Starbucks experiences, which are there's there's only a handful around the world. But what they really kind of aim to do is is kind of like tell the story of coffee but like in the local way. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and these are around the world. They're not just in Milan. Exactly. Like I think there's maybe 10 or 15. There's not many. Um, but what they did before they built this is they really like connected with locals and did research because they didn't want to build this huge Starbucks in the center of Milan and then have it being rejected by the local community. So it's not just a regular Starbucks. They have all kinds of things in there. Um, you know, they're different like cocktails, they roast beans. Um, they're just different experiences that you can see. And it's located in the historic turn of the century uh, Palazzo della Poste building, um, which is uh, in the Piazza de Corducio. <laughs> Um, so it's just a really cool experience. And, and even some of the locals, uh, a Milan local showed it to me and recommended it to me. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the interesting story is like, you would think we wouldn't like the Starbucks thing, but, but according to him, in his opinion, they thought they did a really good job. Yeah. People speak really highly of it. Those yeah. who have gone. And, um, I was interested when I found out they actually have a 12 craft cocktails there. <laughs> so that piqued my interest. I was like, okay, Starbucks is serving cocktails. What? I'm definitely, uh, into that so i want to go check it out just to have what is a starbucks cocktail going to be like of course going to be coffee based but it sounds delicious yeah and the nice thing is all those attractions are right in the city center there so you can pretty much walk to all of them so there are some um gay tours of milan and a couple companies that we recommend yeah so um we definitely recommend quickie tours we've been working with quickie in fact the the guy that showed me the starbucks experience his name is alessio and he's the owner of quickie tours and i've known him for for years and so they have some really cool tours all throughout italy but particularly in milan and, and rome they have these things that are called untold history tours so it's essentially like the untold history of lgbt people so in the in the vatican for example they have one of the vatican museums and it tells like sort of the underground gay stories of like the art or the painters and things like that. Um, and here in Milan, they have one, uh, they have one as well where um, they, they cover different topics and uh, places. They have one where they can give you the gay life and entertainment um, going through the Porto uh, Venezia district, um, but also um, doing some of the more historic things as well. So uh, we definitely recommend checking them out for, for Milan or um, in different parts of Italy as well. There's also the uh, a gaily tour of Milan. Oh yeah. Oh, and one of the other ones that um, that Quiki recently started doing is a, a House of Gucci tour. Um, so you would, of course, know the brand uh, Gucci, and I think Lady Gaga was just recently in the the movie. Did you even see that movie? I did see it. Okay, I totally. It was a great movie. Yeah. So um, yeah. So they have a they have a tour like that. They have one like uh, this is not in in Milan, but they have one that is the. Uh, what was the, the gay movie uh, that happened in Italy? Call Me By Your Name. They have a Call Me By Your Name tour where it's like multi-day and you actually get to go and, and kind of see the places that were in the movie. So they have a few tours that were based on, um, you know, movies or like pop culture and fashion, things like that. 
Um, and then there's another company, uh, Gaily Tours, that um, you can also do some uh, some tours, Leonardo da Vinci Secrets, uh, fashion tour, uh, a nightlife tour. Um, so you can see the links to, to those tours in our guide. Um, so so there are actually like quite a few guided gay tours uh, in Milan. So as we said, Milan is the place for LGBT uh, life in Italy. So definitely check out some of those which are a little bit gay, but a little bit cultural as well. So restaurants and cafes, I mean, this is a big city, so we couldn't possibly right. tell you all the places to go. There are so many. So um, you can check out on our guide for some details. Um, but some that we would recommend are the are Trezio 7, uh, Lecho Milano, Blanco, um, La Prosciutteria Milano Brera, uh, Tipota, uh, Panzerotti, Luini, I'm butchering all these names, but you can find them all uh, from our, we you, put them all you, on our guide. You got them cento por cento. Cento por cento. Va bene. <laughs> Va bene. Va bene. Um, and if you're looking for something in particular to try that's uh, here in Milan, Milan has its own version of the famous Viennese schnitzel. So since it was part of Austria in the past, it comes up. Since it's part of Austria in the past, it has this um, kind of uh, a similar dish as, as Vienna. So uh, it's called the Costaleta alla, Mil Costaleta alla Milanese. And it's going to be a traditional uh, meat meal. So it's fried veal cutlets, um, mm -hmm. similar to the schnitzel. Um, so that's something that you could try out as well. Of course, um, there's many other dishes that are going to be worth a try. Sounds good. So, of course, we talked about Milan nightlife, gay nightlife. So there are plenty of bars uh, to check out. And many of them are... Um, are in the gay neighborhood and there's an aptly named Gay Street, which is on Via San Martini, uh, just next to Milan's central uh, train station. So a few bars uh, such as Mono Bar Lecho Milano uh, or Le Leco Milano uh, Afterline and Red Cafe, uh, as well as Noloso, which is, you told me it was a play on words, right? Yeah, Noloso is a new one that opened up and uh, Noloso stands for North of Loreto, but also uh, more or less the way you'd say, I don't know, in Italian would be like non loso or something. No loso, it. yeah. So it's kind of a play on words. Right. Um, and that's a new one. Um, you mentioned uh, Via San Martini, but there's also Via Lecho uh, as well has a lot of gay bars. And as I understand, a lot of the gay bars there are small. So mm. um, you can go and order your drink, but a lot of the atmosphere is going to be outside as well. There's also um, gay clubs, of course, and parties. So a popular one is called One Way, which is a dance club. There's also Track Milano, which hosts um, parties like Gate. Gate is a really popular gay party. There's Club Plastic, which is a dance club, and La Boom Milano, which is another gate, uh, another gay nightclub. I think uh, some of the attendees from the convention, uh, well, I know some of them went out. A lot of them went out last night, so I'm sure they checked out uh, some of these places. Yeah, and you know what? I had FOMO uh, because it was Friday night in Milan and everyone was going out. And uh, we had to, of course, wake up and uh, record this podcast <laughs> right. today. And we are going to go have a brunch with your IGLTA colleagues. Yeah. So. Um, we did not go out, but you know what? When I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, I'm so glad we didn't go out. Right. <laughs> I would be still, recording this. Yeah, I would be, be sleeping. And we have our flight back to Madrid yeah. today, and I absolutely hate flying with a hangover. So um, we'll be there next time we're back. Yeah, it's for the best. So Milan being the gay capital of Italy actually does have its fair share of gay saunas and cruising bars. Um, so just one of note, the Royal Hamam, I think, is probably one of the bigger... Um, well-known saunas here. Um, and then there's a few others, uh, Phoenix Sauna and Hot Dog Milano. <laughs> apparently is a gay cruising me, yeah. club located in the same building as Phoenix Sauna. So um, if you want to check it out, not 
if nothing else because of the name check out Hunt. <laughs> i mean i just wonder if that name sounds as silly in uh, italian as it does in english but right, right. um i wonder what you could expect at hot dog yeah, i don't know well anyways there are a few uh, big gay events that happen each year milan pride of course uh takes place at the end of june um and it gets about two hundred thousand uh, attendees and they have a, a big pride square and a stage with lots of music uh, as typical and as typical um as pride festivals do and there is a MIX festival, or maybe Mix festival, they call it, which is International LGBT Film Festival that takes place each June as well. And that's been going on since 1986. And that celebrates queer culture and independent cinema. There are lots of good places for day trips as well. So if you're going to come here, we recommend a long weekend. But if you were going to spend maybe a week or 10 days, you could also um, add day trips and just yeah. kind of base yourself in Milan, which would be a great way to do it and, and take the train around. So Lake Como is going to be the absolute like uh, most popular day trip. One, right? yeah, yeah, definitely number one. It's going to have stunning views of the lake. There's also Lake Garda nearby, uh, Verona, and Sanctara, or uh, I guess it's French for five towers, it looks like. Um, a beautiful towns to go visit yeah it's pretty good uh, well all of this again is going to be on our gay guide yeah. um you can check um also our our instagram for some of our photos and we could even do a highlight some of our stories of milan as well and, yeah we'll keep our instagram stories just posted as a highlight on the, yeah kind of so go check them out instagram. if you want to check out the views and what we were up to here and um, hopefully that kind of inspires you to add milan to your italian trip uh, we definitely think it's it's worth the visit. So thank you so much for listening and taking the time to check out our podcast. We so appreciate it. If you liked our show, please subscribe to it on Colin, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, or any of the platforms you find it, and give us uh, a like uh, with the heart icon once it's published. Um, you can also give us a review on some of the podcast channels. So we would really appreciate that. You can follow us on social media. We're always at Too Bad Tourists. And lastly, please feel free to leave us a comment about what you uh, liked and what you want to hear more of. So whether that's on the podcast channel itself on Colin or shoot us an email uh, message on social media, whatever it is, we love to hear from you guys. Um, and also, I just want to give a quick sneak peek of our next episode. Uh, so in about a month from now, we will be discussing uh, how we went from uh, creating this sort of hobby blog to mm -hmm. creating a, a business. Yeah, I mean, it started out as just our blog to record our, our travels mm -hmm. and to keep in touch with our friends and family back home. Right. And then, well, 10 years later, we're here at the IGLTA convention, you know, meeting lots of contacts, selling trips, uh, running a podcast and lots of other great things. So it's it's possible we might actually slide in extra episode between that, but definitely but either episode month. three or four is coming up in about a month. Uh, so stay on the lookout for that. So um, we have to get to our Saturday brunch now. Yes, and that means we have to check out and finish packing and get out of here, take a taxi to the center. So uh, on that note, we are going to sign off. So thank you guys, everyone, and we will speak to you next time. Thank you. Ciao, ciao.